0: back welcome to cross talk with the Pinkneys podcast i am one of the co-hosts uh mr pinkney of course <laughs> name eric No,
1: very good it's holly we got some exciting stuff to talk about yeah. i feel like we always have exciting stuff to talk about but
0: i don't think there's anything in our marriage is boring honestly
1: except yeah, dishes and laundry
0: that's everybody's life <laughs> My like single people got to do dishes and laundry too, <laughs> <laughs> so alone at that. Back. Yeah. So, uh, welcome back, guys. Uh, as usual, I just want to thank y'all for y'all's listenership and uh, always tuning in and subscribing and getting our plays up. We gotta monetize this thing eventually. Mm. I would
1: be all right with many. I don't mind talking.
0: Yeah. So, anywho, uh, today, uh, me and Mrs. Pinkney are gonna talk about. Or give y'all some insight uh, As we discussed in earlier episodes We go to counseling We were doing it individually Of course we did have one session we went together But now we're just doing it together now You know It's not necessarily marriage counseling Just counseling for the both of us For the price of one
1: Why well, it's just still marriage counseling You gotta understand mm-hmm. Like You get much more insight on yourself when you go individually. I mean, I have been going to individual counseling for about a year and a half. Yeah. Um, So you're able to really target individual things going on. Um, And not to say that, you know, doing couples counseling is a bad thing, but until you really get some of those individual things worked out, I don't think you're ready to see the the dynamic or things that could be shifted better in the marriage especially when it comes to like things you need to specifically change I think too many people come into it like when well, you need to fix her or you need to fix him I, I'm good if we can just fix them everything will be fine you ain't ready for that no nah, I'm not ready for that
0: that kind of mindset your marriage won't even last if you always think it's just the other your spouse's issue instead of your own because none of us are perfect, all of us have flaws and all of us have trauma related to said flaws. And you figuring that out is one way to uh, not only love yourself better, but to love others better, especially your spouse. So over the last year, we've gotten to a lot about our own crap. But today it was kind of broadened because we had to open up uh, the effects on those things individually that affected our marriage today. So I'm not even finna act like this is finna be the most structured thing in the world because trust me, the counseling session was not necessarily structured, but it wasn't willy nilly either. Yeah, we just we just gonna get into it. So um, all right, so uh let, let's start like this. Um, over the last few months, me and my wife have been more uh, intimate as far as our feelings go. Uh, what our needs are, and things like that, and what we're lacking from each other. Um, I have discovered that... Well, at this point, it's not even a discovery. It's just the process of breaking the cycle. But I have passivity issues. Uh, it relates to... An, rather than initiation and said things. So... Uh, it kind of takes the toll on my wife more than ways than in more ways than one. Or more specifically, I'll give you an example, uh, and I didn't even know this was happening. So this is just my ignorance, just husband ignorance. My bad. Uh, and we just moved into the house. Yay! Uh, well, that's, we that's, that's are recording
1: at the new, new house. house. Disclaimer: yeah. So stinking excited, and y'all, <gasps> furniture is finally gonna be delivered. Saturday, and then a week from today, like we will finally have, I think, all of the pieces finally in place. Your girl is very, very happy. But yes, today is one month exactly that we have been moved in. Very exciting.
0: And we're no longer recording in a small closet. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, the process of moving into a house is strenuous. If anybody is listening to this podcast who was moving to their own house, bought a house, went through that whole process, selling a house... You know that it can be pretty tiresome, stressful, especially meeting deadlines and most of my other things. All right, so a lot of these experiences I haven't experienced in life by myself. So my wife, she this is her second home purchase as far as I'm concerned. We bought this together, obviously, but this is her second time going through this. So she knows more about the process than I do. But there was an issue that my wife was hurting in a sense feeling that she had to do everything and not that I was just sitting around not doing anything I just didn't I wasn't being more so initiative in addressing any kind of needs or asking just taking a step out to ask or what needs to be done because in my brain she just had it all figured out you know and I just was there for the Yeses and no's, but...
1: Can I answer it right here? Yes, please. Okay. So, it's... (laughs) Mm. Let me rewind there a little bit. Because it's not just about the mortgage process and selling a home. Most people don't do that together. Sell their home and purchase a house at the same time. They just lined up where we were able to. That whole thing is stressful enough but if that's all you had to worry about, that would probably be more manageable. Still stressful, but more manageable. That Just because you're in the middle of a process like that does not mean all the other stressors of life goes away. Mm-hmm. You still have family life, job life, yep. everyday household things that need to be taken care of. You still have bills that have got to be paid on top of the stress Of making sure you're budgeting, having all your ducks in a row, having phone calls, having scheduled meetings happen, making sure things are lining up with a work schedule. I mean, it is over the top. So that's where I think my frustration was coming in is it felt like every single one of those things I just listed (laughs) was on my plate Mm -hmm. and I was not getting any help. So it was just overwhelming, overloaded, and I was getting very angry and bitter, but not communicating that to my husband. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, um, like I said, this was just an example. This wasn't just that. Like as I she just she just encompassed everything that went into her frustration and, and, and things like that and her needs not being met. One thing about my wife is I don't know if it's a PTSD, well, I think it's a PTSD related thing in, in regards to past relationships. She doesn't like to admit or say that she has needs because she feels like she's being a quote-unquote nag. I, I, I strongly disagree, but I can't take that feeling from her. That's just something that she feels. So, for me, I personally love when she tells me that she has something that she needs for me to do. Not saying that I always want to do it. I'm going to just gonna be completely honest. I don't necessarily <laughs> always want to do everything she says, but... To love my wife and to make sure her plate is lighter, so she doesn't feel drained every single day. Yes, I yes get. I don't care if I feel like doing it, I will do it. I, she's not. She didn't marry herself and, and just have a, a sidekick to watch. You know what I mean? So, um, but it, it was just certain things that she just didn't start saying. But at the same time, I felt like as she finally um, communicated those things um, one night when we had a very intimate conversation after. Uh, I did my homework from a counseling session that I had solo of pursuing my wife and uh, shout out to the, uh, shout out to our counselor. Uh, he recommended this book that I actually already had called uh, wild at heart. Um, and he recommended I read the 10th chapter and it's pretty much called, it's not called a pursuit of a woman, but that's what it's about. You know what I mean? And, uh, it encompasses so many different things. It encompasses the woman's psyche, the way she was, uh, the woman is originally designed um, how they are the perfect counterpart to the to the male species and amongst many other things. It was just very insightful uh, of how women feel. They gave certain examples of women's trauma and how it relates to their natural needs and why certain women end up in a certain place of life. And it's amongst many other things and just four pages in out of like 16 or 20 or something like that. I got so much insight that that's what initiated the conversation because I felt convicted cuz that book is rooted in Christianity. So, I mean, that is Christian based. So, I felt convicted immediately, so that night as she was mentally drained and it had just hadn't come out yet, I just I just initiated, a, "Hey, hey, mm, I initiated a conversation because I first and foremost wanted to apologize for because I don't know why cuz she had recently explained it to me that uh she wished that I would take more initiative and stuff like that and we just always kept falling back into this cycle and I know not only was she tired from doing everything but she was also tired of this cycle and I was tired of having to put her through that by not by her constantly having to tell me over and over and over that she wished I would take some initiative on many things and it started to show slightly in, in, in some of our behaviors around the house, like there was less intimacy and things like that because she was just so tired because I didn't step up pretty much. You know, I, it, like I, she shouldn't have to tell me that, hey, this needs to be done, that needs to be done. If I'm the head of my household and I see things that could be done, why not just do them? At least that's my perspective after, I'm on self-reflection after reading this book and, and everything like that, so that's just why i was and today in counseling our counselor um he put us on to well not put us on but he kind of broke this down the curse versus the cure and he pretty much broke down male and female and some common attitudes and things
1: i'm gonna throw this in right here
0: yeah If
1: any of what we are saying, like any of our life experiences sound familiar, uh, that does not surprise us because I I didn't realize it, or maybe I did, or people just don't like talking about, you know, quote unquote issues that are in their marriage or things that are wrong, Um, and this is not the case for every single marriage, but... I think the statistic was in 75% of marriages, there is this dynamic of a passive male and um, a very, what's the word, Um, proactive or very active female. It's almost like the original roles meant for the male and the female are reversed. Yes. It's a very passive male and then a woman who almost is like wearing the pants all the time and there's just this imbalance because roles are not being fulfilled by the correct person. It's very interesting. Very interesting.
0: It really puts human depravity into into perspective too because mm-hmm. that's just kind of kind of crazy. Like the roles are naturally reversed. Not to say that there aren't any men that, you know, aren't active or take initiative but it's rare. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. and that's so, what I
1: mean by the the mm-hmm. case it's different case by case. Mm-hmm. Most commonly, I think you will see this type of thing going on in marriage or it could be something completely different where um maybe sometimes a husband is an aggressor or a mm-hmm. bully and a wife feels unseen, feels mm-hmm. withdrawn, feels like she has to hide. So there's different dynamics to that, but I think you will find this one to be the most common of a very passive husband um, and a very active wife because that goes back to the first marriage period. That was the roles and the dynamics between Adam and Eve.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so as far as passivity, there lies a, a desperation for approval behind that attitude. Uh, so pretty much like for instance I would say let's say somebody invited you to go somewhere and you didn't really want to go but you say yeah, I guess I'll do it but it's kind of up to the man to decide whether he wants to go or not It's not you because you later on you can't be mad at the persons who are going because they just ask you a question. If you were just initiative or took the initiative or stood up and just be like, you know, I'll I, 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 pass. You know what I'm saying? You're free. But passivity, it, it more, more likely comes for, or uh, comes in or you're pretty much desperate for approval in a sense. Uh, as far as women go, they want to have a safe haven or their attitude or want it to be safe is You say it's kind of manipulative in a
1: sense? Mm. If it's used in a wrong kind of way. It's more of a a woman wants to feel like she is being protected. She wants to feel like she's not alone. Because when you're in um, a relationship with a passive person, it really feels like a lot of times that person's not even there. Mm -hmm. Like you were just by yourself and alone. So kind of I want to ask some questions there like what were some of your top takeaways from today of looking at the dynamics of marriage in general but then seeing some of the areas in our marriage specifically what stood out to you what are some areas that you see um, maybe that surprised you Um, whether you know with you or with me. Um, maybe some of the dynamics that are there, like what overall, like what kind of stood out to you?
0: Uh it's going to be taking a second to break this down. Um, because a lot of my stuff was rooted in a lot of my own insecurities. So, uh, one thing that I did find about myself that you agreed with, and that kind of made me, uh, happy is that my wife does feel protected by me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think that's like one thing I was just like, yes, I did something right. Because, you know, one, <laughs> my love. one of my love languages is words affirmation. So I, I, I love to hear when something, I mean, we're doing something correct. Uh, provision, I felt kind of half-hearted on that because a lot of people, a lot of men, we think provision just based on what the world is beating to our heads, is that provision only applies to finances. When women need more than just financial provision, uh, sometimes they need your ear to uh, to listen to their issues or what they got going on inside of their head. Uh, and men, I, I advise you to uh, invite yourself into your woman's head and, and ask her what's going on with her. house, her health or how's her mental health? How's her week going? Stuff like that. That's a form of intimacy and initiation. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I I would say we do have a good... Balance of communication here, especially as of recently.
1: I'd say it's getting better. Yeah.
0: um, But yeah, so uh, my role as a protector was cool. Mm -mm. Um, Revision. And uh, I think most importantly, what I took away from this is that. Don't just hide in my own insecurities, which is the cause of some of my passivity and stuff like that. Cause just to inform all of you guys listening, like I have a a huge fear of failure because I failed at a lot of things, at least in my, in my mind, I failed at a lot of things, but, um, nothing seems to go long or full term, you know, or maybe I just give up or run away. I don't know. But, uh, but I was advised to be more intimate with my wife and explore those areas together. So, she can companion me in those things and i don't have to feel like i'm failing but at least apply or put an effort to change the things that you're trying to change like my career goals and things like that and i can just be encouraged by myself rather than in my brain feeling like i'm a failure being passive if my wife seeing it thinking i'm not trying to do anything and stuff like that it's just a giant cycle of destruction that will happen slowly but surely And it it could cause serious problems in your marriage. We haven't had any crazy riffs, but to be honest with you before, over these last few weeks, I think it would have got there if some of these uh, things weren't brought up in conversation. Uh, So, shout out to our counselor Jason for recommending that book. Me opening up this conversation and us just putting in the effort together to improve these things. So, I would say that's what I took away from it today. It's just overall stop being afraid and move forward and just rely on one another and not just...
1: I think the word that comes into me is learning how to mm-hmm. trust each other with responsibility. Or at least maybe that's my thoughts towards you. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing passiveness for so long, mm-hmm. it causes me to like question like okay he wants to step up now but can i trust him with his role Mm. (laughs) as crazy as that sounds like that that's where my damn it my dynamic comes in so i think one of the biggest things from counseling today that was kind of eye-opening to me it's like okay well What are some things that we can do to roll reverse? What are some things that we can do where Eric can work on being less passive and I can work on, you know, like being able to take a step back and actually being loved by my husband without feeling like I have to do so much stuff. And the phrase that stuck out to me was Holly, let him do his job. His job is to be able to protect you, to provide for you, to be able to pursue you and to edify you, like knowing that he is pointing you back to Christ, that Christ, uh, in Christ you have your worth, you have your identity, it's not your role as a wife, that does not become your identity Um, or being a person who just does things all the time in order to get your approval your affirmation like I'm a doer that's that you can call me a Pharisee in some ways if you want to I'm always trying to do 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 and I don't know how to just sit back and receive that has always been really really hard for me so it takes courage and it takes faith for me to step back from the things that I have been doing for so long And let him step into a more active role and being able to take some responsibilities and things that I've been doing and let him do them. And that's the other thing, y'all. God bless my husband because I have an issue with perfectionism. So... Um, there's also allowing that grace to be in there where I'm not picking apart every little thing that he is doing that maybe I wouldn't do it that way because I've already been through the trial and error. I know for me what works and what doesn't work. So it's stepping back and allowing that trial and error to happen for him. Um, but also realizing my, my way may not be the best way, like there could be a better way and he may be able to find a better way. So I just need to zip my lips (laughs) shut up um, and let him do his job let him take the time to step into those roles because if I like give that space but then don't like the way he does it and just completely tear him apart what do you think that do you think he's going to be willing to do anything else or to really step up as the man and as the husband that I want him to be no he's going to be like nope I can't do anything I'm just going to feed that belief that he's a failure that he can't do anything Mm -hmm. so I have to be um, I have to be able to step back and trust that um I do my job. He, yeah, that mm-hmm. he's able to do the job even though it may take a little longer to get the hang of it. Like I have to be able to extend grace to him too. That's kind of where where I'm at. And it freaks me out even just saying it. <laughs> it makes me feel like a control freak. Um, but I know it's just that perfectionism that's in me that I'm also working through too.
0: Yeah, what she said. Yeah, she doesn't really know how to sit down and relax at all. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know. Like I thought weekends were for chilling. No
1: more projects.
0: No, Woman, sit down. I just. Mm-mm. But I'm not mad at it because a lot of the visions and projects she does just beautifies our house. And most, everything she touches, it just gets better. So, uh, turning houses to homes is what wives do. So, man, let's embrace it. Mm, <laughs> but, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, this was just some of the insight that we got today during our counseling session. Um, most definitely eye-opening. Uh, it was more encouraging for me um, than anything because... I don't know, I I guess I've just been going through a lot of those A lot of the stuff that was discussed today As far as me feeling like a failure Not being able to be a good husband I mean, I I even had bad thoughts about Potentially my wife just getting tired of me And just leaving me one day Like, I just legit had it Because I couldn't get out of the funk of thinking That I couldn't, I will never do anything right You know what I'm saying, so um, But, uh what you say about yourself and what God says about us is completely different. And I think that's what we need to focus on. more we focus on God, the more we understand our identity. And uh, the easier it is to shut out those evil thoughts that are from our flesh and not our Holy Spirit. So.
1: Yeah, so I think that mm-hmm. comes down to and like this is something that is for everyone not just me and Eric but for every single person um, it's something I think that's been sinking deeper and deeper into me in the last several months I'd probably say in the last six months of really asking the question what are the lies that you believe about yourself? Like Eric's lie that he has believed is I'm a failure and I'm always going to be a failure um, my lie that I believed is I don't uh, I, that I'm a burden if I have needs so you don't talk about your needs and that in order for me to be loved I have to do something I have a contractual love so if I do this then I'll get the love that I want which is a complete lie so that's something like to really take some time to self-reflect in your own self what are the lies that you have been believing about yourself that are not true and, you know, for some of those things that I've dug up about myself, I didn't even realize it. I thought it was normal. Yeah. You know, so it may take some shifting and some uh, some doing some deep digging to figure out what are the lies that you were believing. Um, but, I, hey, shout out to Jason again. It's like, yeah, you always have to go back to what does the father say about you? What does the father say about Eric? Does the father see Eric as a failure? no does the father wait for holly to do something to serve before he loves her no in fact it's the exact opposite we should serve because we are so loved and because we want to be able to please the father because of the love that he's lavished on us it's yeah it's a it's a complete mindset shifting that has to take place in your soul and in your spirit and in your mind. So that's what I would encourage today. Do some deep digging and find out what are the lies that you have been believing about yourself and about your marriage too. Amen. Oh, and UPS just got here, y'all. I just got a delivery. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Anything else you want to say, baby?
0: Nah, as usual, appreciate y'all. New house, new adventures.
1: I have pictures coming up soon. (laughs) Insights
0: on self, just growth, man. Growing pains suck, Mm -hmm. but they're most definitely worth it, man. It's just everybody wants growth. Everybody wants to be amazing. Everybody wants to do great things. We just hate that growing process, man, because it's painful, you know. But it is what it is. Embrace it, man, because. Growth doesn't come with comfort. They're just not. Those just aren't two things that come together. You're going to have to separate from one to get the other. That's just what it is. Anywho, as usual, me and Mrs. Pinkney appreciate y'all for listening. Until next time, this is Crosstalk with the Pinkneys Marriage and Life. You feel me? Amen. Mm -hmm.
1: Peace. Bye, y'all.